Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And fellow co-host Sebastian. Hello, hello. And we do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss other happenings around the hockey world. So be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to comment and share any hockey news, highlights, and videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. Uh, so to start off today's podcast, I just want to mention that my internet has been down for basically the entire day, and I'm recording this uh, on my phone. So if I sound a little bit differently, um, that is what I am doing. I'm in my normal recording spot, though, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, and Steve, Sebastian, and I have been you know, chatting away now endlessly for the last several weeks about our rankings 31 through 1. So this episode is going to contain uh, our rankings of the NHL teams from 31 all the way to 1 at our preseason predictions, even though we're about a week into the season. Uh, we've been trying to get to this episode, and my internet tried to kill it again today. So uh, we're going to go forward with it, and we're going to tell you, you the listeners, uh, what we think 31 to 1 would look like, despite what we've seen a week in. We're going to stick by our preseason stuff. So how do you, uh, how do you lads feel about that? I mean, I'm still feeling good. I mean, I think there's a few teams that if I were to look at change things right now, but again, we're a weekend. I'm not going to panic. It's a, it's a whole different season for these guys. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm about the same. I'm not too worried about who I've picked and, you know, too much. I think I'm pretty bang on about a few things, but, um, you know, we'll sit there and see it. This is all I can say about the hockey season so far is, it's like little mini. It's like a little mini hockey tournament every every couple of days, right? You keep playing the same teams. It's 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 entertaining. Yeah, so, it is. Um, we didn't expect it to be this entertaining, truthfully. Yeah, yeah. And we're already going to see. Like, we'll get this to another episode, but the bad blood already starting, and yeah. you know, <laughs> I I love it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Two months from now, you're gonna have a bunch of beat up players and a whole bunch of grudges that are gonna last a long time, which I freaking love. So, yeah. I think uh, unique look at the season i think i think you two are right there i think this season's going to just be uh as steve said they're just completely tournament style you know grudges built uh you know you might hit me this game 44 but we play each other tomorrow so keep your head up you know it's gonna be <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna be one of those seasons yeah it's entertaining so uh sebastian how about you start rolling with your number? What want to do about five at a time? Yeah, so we're going to start with the first kind of six because it's an uneven okay. league right now. So we're going to go 31 to 26. So, uh, yes, Sebastian, if you want to proceed with your 31 through 26. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so starting at 31, uh, I've actually got the Hawks there. Um, I know they're missing Taze right now. And a uh, hot prediction here, I think they're going to trade Kane, try to get a haul while they can. Um, their goaltending is obviously not great for them. So I've got them at 31. Uh, 30, I actually got the Kings. I just don't think they've added enough to uh, to kind of push through to where they are, and I think they, they need to hit that rebuild button as well. Uh, 29, I've got the Ducks. Again, another team that I think really needs to start uh, taking a rebuild seriously. Uh, 28, I've got Detroit. I think Detroit's got a lot of up-and-coming kids. I just don't think they're there set yet. I mean, they've got Eisman as a GM. I think here in five years, they'll be a cup contender again. But again, just for now, I think I've got them sitting at 28. Uh, 27, the Devils, again, you know, um, with um, Crawford's retirement uh, so late into the camp, I think that really hurt them. Um, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. Hopefully, you know, a guy like PK steps back up. Uh, and then at 26, I got the Sharks. Um, I know a lot of people will have the Sharks doing better, thinking, you know, the youth of apparently Carlson's going to come back, but I don't I don't see that. So I've got them sitting at 26. So I think right there, that's my that's my bottom teams, and I feel pretty strongly about those. Yeah, I'd have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I think maybe there's one team that you had in the top bottom six that really kind of makes my bottom 11. <laughs> You know, uh, but no, no real surprises there at all. Truthfully, uh, Steve, how about you? So I've got the Detroit Red Wings sitting at spot number thirty-one. Um, I think they would, you know, my prediction was they're gonna, they're going to be sort of like the Senators, pesky, but not enough yet. Um, I agree completely with Sebastian. When you got Eiserman behind there. You know, he's he's just got that eye and knack for talent, right? So he can make anything happen. But I just think. 
the wheels are going to fall off, you know, after about the midpoint of the season. Uh, next in line, I've got the Los Angeles Kings. Um, John DeQuick was one of the most elite goaltenders in the league, but he can't carry that age franchise anymore. Um, I That's why I got them at 30. I have the New Jersey Devils at 29. Again, another young and up-and-coming up team, but again, when it gets in the thick of things here, I think it slows down again for them. The Blackhawks, goaltending, major issue, Taves being out, uh, Doc being out, and I agree with Sebastian, too. I think they've got to retool something, right? It's It's got to happen here, and they've got to do this in a big way. And I wouldn't be shocked if they trade two of their big stars this year to get things rolling because who wouldn't want a Patrick Kane or a Duncan Keith on your team? I do. Uh, 20, yeah, he's going to get wings in Buffalo. Uh, San Jose <laughs> Sharks at 27. Yeah, I, I just don't think they have it. Like they've got some good natural goal scorers, but they're too old. And then the Ottawa Centers at twenty six, just because that Canadian division is is tough, and the Senators are going to be that thorn in the side. But they're going to need a few years of just solid play together to really gel. But I think they're a threat in two years if they get, you know, a few more pieces onto that team. And if Kurt, if Murray can find, you know, his stride as a starting goalie. So those are my bottom five. All right, bottom six. Yeah, we have, we we're, oh, we're six, in that spot. Yeah, yeah it's, it's weird because, again, 31 teams in the league this year. But, uh, no, again, no surprises there for me. Again, uh, there's the same team that uh, you had in the bottom six uh, that Sebastian did that I don't. I have them in the, I have them in the bottom 11. But, uh, yeah, I'm again, no surprises there at all. So for me, at number 31 is the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I just don't see I just don't see it this year. I don't think they're well built. I think they're struggling. And I mean, obviously, Corey Crawford didn't help with with uh, with his sudden yeah, retirement. That, but yeah, it sucks. I mean, that, that, that really that really stung, you know, and I'm really hoping I'm hoping for the guy's mental health and overall health that, you know, you know, that he's doing well. I just really don't, you know, I'm just hoping he didn't try to hang on too long and put that team in jeopardy. But again, it's only one year. Right. And I think Crawford Crawford was a temporary fix to give him a bit of a boost. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even with with Crawford gone, I mean, I have a lot of I have a lot of faith in, you know, uh, Wedgwood, right? Wedgwood's a new goalie in that. Yeah, he's taking yeah. over, and I have a lot of faith in him. He's a good, strong goalie. This gives him the net completely, and I think he needed that. Um, with Crawford technically out of the way, he is the starting goalie. I don't think again the loss of Craw- even with Crawford in there, I had them ranked at the bottom of the league. So I just it, it's it stinks. They're just a little bit worse than I anticipated them being. But then again, this is you know the Wedgewood's time to shine. So. Yeah, you know, I completely you know, agree with you said there with Crawford. I think um, you know he won a couple cups. He also had phenomenal hockey teams in front of him. Yes, but, he did. But uh, I don't think he was going to make the the Devils a cup contender this year. No, no, they 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 have a lot of work on defense to do. Um, I don't have it like they got some good you know young kids like Smith. I'm excited to you know see how he develops and stuff. But you look at the rest of their defense and it's okay. It's uh, it's okay. It, but nothing stunning. And then offensively speaking, their top line needs a little bit of help. Uh, but they got a lot of young talent that just needs to start to learn how to mesh. I just don't think they're going to mesh this season. Absolutely um, agree. And uh, so at number 30, I have the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Agreeance with you guys there. Um, I, for me here, and, uh, basically their goaltending and their defense, uh, really their defense is just going to kill them especially how much they're paying their defense. Uh, I just don't see it. They have a lot of young talent on the offense and really just a lot of good um, forwards, but that's just not going to be enough uh, in the National Hockey League to carry a team. And I think, like you guys said, unless there's a resurgence of the great Carlson, which I'm not seeing either, Sebastian, uh, (laughs) this team's, it's got to blow it up and restart. Um, At number 29, I have Ottawa. Uh, again, a lot of young, good talent on this team. Uh, I don't have faith in their goaltending. Uh, I just, you know, unless Murray just surprises me, I don't think he's going to. Uh, I think that defensively, they got to they got to do some work again. I think this is a team that's going to struggle defensively. They got some good talent. I just don't think it's. I don't think it's well put together defensively yet. They focused a lot on offense, and I think again, offensively, they just got a lot of. 
they got a lot of talent, and it, I just don't think it's going to come together this year, though. But watch out for them in the future. At 28, Anaheim, uh, as you guys said there, um, I like their goaltending duo. I, I think that uh, Gibson's strong, and he's going to be leading most of the uh, most of the season. And Miller's a solid backup. Uh, I just think that it's just not going to be their year. It's uh, they got some work to do, and those those honestly those uniforms alone, they shouldn't make the playoffs. They're fugly. Uh, that, that retro reverse Jersey is a crim is not a, I was going to say criminal and crime. So I just said crim. There we go. Um, at 27, I have Chicago again, everything you guys said, goaltending needs help. They just need to blow it up and start over, uh, you know, send off Patrick Kane to Buffalo. We'll be happy to take him. And at 26, I have Detroit. Uh, so again, no surprises. And I don't think my list were very different from y'all. I think you both had LA in the bottom six for me, they're bottom 11. I just don't, they didn't crack the bottom six for me. Um, I think that there's, they still got enough talent to be competitive and they're going to shake some things up this year. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to shake some things up. They're going to make it interesting. Listen, is uh, Patrick Kane allowed back in Buffalo or? Ah, uh, you know what? I think the ta- I don't think, I think at this point you just do Um, no more taxes for him in Buffalo, but, uh, no. And again, that's, I'm still, I still like him. Um, so let's look at the, who wants to start with number 25 through 20. You I can go over here again. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Whoever wants to go. Go All for right, it, Sebastian. I'll... You seem, you seem anxious, man. Go see bass. Go. Well, I got, so I, the reason why I'm anxious is I, I do need to, to have a little rebuttal. Um, you know, I'm a hockey fan, but deep down, I'm also a Sens fan. Uh, I do have the Sens at 25 though. Uh, I agree with they're young. Uh, they still got lots to do. I think they're going to be a pain in the ass for absolutely everyone they play. Um, but you know, they brought Josh Brown in, they brought Coburn in. They're both tough vets back in the back on the D, and I think that's going to help the kids. You know, um, something happens, they're in there for them. Uh, they've got Wallinen, who's a young defenseman. Uh, I think he should hopefully have a breakout year. They've got Artem Zub, who they actually uh, no one's seen yet because he's from the KHL. He's a right-handed defenseman. I think Loki, he could be a stud. Um, I don't think that it will move them past 25. I think they're, they're where they need to be in the 25. You know, 25 to 23 range is where I kind of had them. But that being said, um, yeah, I've got them at 25. Uh, 24, I've got the Florida Panthers. Uh, we all know the future of their goaltending, what it looks like. It's, it looks phenomenal. Uh, however, I, Bob had an off year. Um, rumors where he was kind of hurt to start the year, going into the start of the season here. Um, I just don't, don't see them having enough. Um, they got rid of Trocek, which I think was, you know, a big loss for them. They really didn't get much for him. Um, so I, I don't know. I see them at 24. I think they're kind of in that they've got some young kids. They've got some vets, but they're not in a rebuild, but they're not also a contender. So they're in a weird spot right now. They need to figure out what they want to do. Uh, at 23, I got the Yotes. Uh, I think they have solid goaltending tandem. I just, there's some, for some reason, every year they seem to something happen, an injury or whatever it may be, but they just don't click for some reason. So I just can't see them moving past that. At 22, um, I have Pittsburgh. I just don't think their goaltending is good enough to where they think they are. Uh, their goaltending tandem, I think, is one of the weaker ones. Uh, yeah, they've both done some good things in the NHL, but they haven't really proven enough. And they've also shown some awful, awful games. So I just don't think Pittsburgh's offense is going to be enough to make up for their goaltending. And at 21, I got the Jets. Uh, yeah, they've got uh, Hellebuck back there, and I think he's phenomenal. But they just have no defense. I mean, last year, Neil Pionk was their best defenseman. And people were probably saying, who? And that's exactly what I said in the first week of that season. Who is Neil Pionk, and why is he your number one defenseman? So for me, I just don't think they have enough. And I think with the, the Patty Line drama going on, eventually they're going to have to trade him. I don't know what they're going to get back i mean you've got a disgruntled player teams are circling around like sharks like they know the guy wants to leave you're not going to get best value for him and i think for that reason i've got them at 21 wow um i'm just going to say wow my list uh, a lot of the teams you mentioned there i have them much higher spread it out so i had a like a mouth drop moment there for a second when you named one team i'm like oh they're in my top five but this is where it gets exciting because i think honestly our 31 through 26 i don't think any one of us was stunned by any of our choices there these are teams that are clearly going to be probably near the bottom of the league um and this is where it becomes fun because this is where you have someone ranked the 25th or 24th that i have ranked at fifth or seventh and it's going to be uh it's interesting to hear your perception there so steve what's what's your uh 25 through 21 look like 
All right. Uh, sitting at 25 are the Anaheim Ducks. You can only rely on Gibson so much. And he can't play all, all 52 games. He just can't. It's not going to happen. And, you know, unless they're barring injury, right? Like he is one of the elite goalies in the league, but it's just not enough. Um, they're a couple of years away. they got to do some more rebuild before they get there. Uh, 24, I've got the Minnesota Wild. Um, again, not the most confidence in their goaltending. Um, you know, it's they, they've got a lot of interesting pieces on their team. Like uh, I think I mentioned before, I think they're just, you know, I, I just don't see them gelling to become a super contender, right? So uh, this one is going to shock everybody. Uh, but 23, I've got the Edmonton Oilers. Um, just, again, goaltending. You know, I don't see it for them. Um, pretty much on par with Seabass and this. I didn't know about Bob Broski with a possible injury, but the Florida Panthers are sitting at 22. Um, for me, um, you know, one thing you forgot to mention too, Sebastian, was that they lost Hoffman too, who's one of their top goal scorers, yeah, right? That's true. So, and then you add Declare, and Declare, you know, he's got speed, you know, he can be somewhat of a threat, but defensive liability is one of his biggest issues, right? And, and he's streaky. He's streaky. Yeah. He, he goes hot, 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 and then he just dies down and you put him on your fourth line. Yeah, and so that's my issue there. The 21, I got the New York Rangers. Um, you know, again, that's a team like you're – in order for the, the, the Rangers to really do anything this year, they would be really looking – you know, for Lafreniere to have a knockout season. Um, I'm going to brutalize his, his his last name, but their other number one pick they got from Finland a couple years ago. So I'll leave his name out of this right now. Apologies. I'll eventually get it down. Um, but he's just, you know, he had an was okay year. Like, yeah, Kako. Kako, yeah. 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 So, you know, him, you know, I just don't see it. Like Panarin's a threat, right? But – you know, with them battling back and forth in that, because they're in a tough, 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 di- all these divisions are tough, let's be honest, right? Yeah. The weakest one, I think, is the West, right? So um, I just don't see it happening. So that's why I got the Rangers at 21. So there's my 25-21. Well, yeah, and I think, again, this is going to be interesting conversation because you guys have some teams ranked high that I have ranked low and, you know, teams ranked super low that I have ranked high. I'm surprised a couple teams you guys haven't mentioned and then, uh, yeah, so here we go. For my for my number twenty five, uh, Vancouver, I don't buy it. Um, I've dug I've dug deep on this team again. I've dug deep like I spent days digging into teams now, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> and uh, uh, Vancouver, um, they're not a bad team. I just I, I you know with with the division they're in this year, um, I just. I, I have faith in their goaltending, but there's a lot of things that, and again, their offense is fantastic. I don't have almost any faith in their defense. And again, with, with their goaltending, I mean, I love Holpe and I love Demko, and I think they're, you know, top half of the goaltender pairings in the National Hockey League. Um, but statistically, looking at their years last year, and I know there's a lot involved with that. I'm a goalie. I get it. Um I just, you know, looking at where they're where they're sitting, I'm like, yeah, I, I had to put Vancouver down there. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not buying into Vancouver being uh, very good this year at this point. And I've I've swung back and forth on this team, and I'm, I'm settling them on 25th, 24th. Uh, I actually have Edmonton ranked lower than you, Steve, because I think you had them at 23rd. I have them at 24th. Um, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I, their goaltending, I don't I don't see it. Uh, you know, they got some of the best weapons in the league, but they, then they also have to compensate for those weapons. And, uh, in the, in the division this year, the all Canadian division, they're in trouble. Uh, number 23, I'm, I'm God, I wish one of you guys would have ranked them lower than me, but I'm, I'm putting Buffalo at 23. I don't, we've, we've got a fantastic offense. Our defense is pretty solid, but God, goaltending is going to kill this team. It's going to kill it. And unless Buffalo makes, unless Buffalo makes a, a, cha- a trade this year because some other teams like, yep, we're out. We got to trade our goalie, and Buffalo picks them up. Buffalo. Well, you never, you never know. Like in all honesty, you know, I sort of cut you off there. Um, but yeah. about the Sabers, they should be targeting Arizona because if Arizona's teetering, they're teetering. Get 100%. it done. But here's, 100%. A, here's something. We need to go after Kemper. 
Yeah, and but here's an interesting side note, guys. Sorry to throw this in the middle here, but how the hell are trades going to work with quarantine times? Are you willing to take that they can make a major move? Like, if your team's out, what does it matter, right? If you're making that move to set your team up for the future. But if you're a team that's contending and you're trading from Canada to the U.S., right? Even Canada to Canada, you still have to quarantine. Yeah, yeah. you still have to quarantine. So I honestly, like, I was thinking, I was actually talking uh, with a buddy about this, and it's, it's I think trades are going to happen a lot earlier this year. Um, Christmas time, I would say, because, I mean, you're not going to wait till the trade deadline to uh, – to make a trade because then you got two weeks of a guy just sitting there doing nothing for you. So you got to make that trade. You got to make it early. So to me, if I'm a team who's looking for a trade, I'm already looking now. Yeah. Well, the reason I brought it up because all the pure Luke Dubois stuff floating around and floating around. Oh, yeah. yeah and, you know, he, he wants out. And again, that's just like no different than line A, right? It really weakens your ability to make trades. But by the way, if I'm the Jets and I'm the, um, <laughs> and I'm the, uh, Columbus, I'm looking to yeah, I'm talking. I'd swap them both out. Why not, right? Lonnie, Lonnie would not be happy, but Dubois would probably be a heck of a lot happier on the Jets who have a good but, but think about think about what you're if you're Columbus, are you willing to bring in a guy you know for a fact is not gonna like where he is? Yeah. It's gonna end up Pierre Luc Dubois all over again where he's just gonna ask for a trade or he's just gonna mm-hmm. pout. And I mean to me, I get it, he's a superstar and he, I think he's phenomenal, but you can't have him on that team. I mean, as a GM, I'm not making that move. You, know, you just yeah. become a Kyle Turks and I lose all Exactly. That's kind of how I feel about with these guys like Line A. And I understand they want to be moved and they want to play in different cities, but you're playing in the best league in the world, in the best sport in the world, and you're being a little I lose my respect for them at this point. Line A, Dubois, I lost my respect for Turks a long time ago, and any guy that doesn't, I'm just like, you know, fuck yeah, off. Well, well yeah, because you know, Line A and Dubois. Dubois the team and they never go they never over impress like they would have on their previous team it just happens to them like all look at tourists tourists has just been a disappointment ever since he was a little although i understand that because i mean line a you're being pushed to a secondary role he's not a secondary player he's a guy who should be out there on your first line i mean he's a sniper he's got a rocket of a shot he's got to be on that first line they move him around so much and i get it i mean to me he's a first line player and he wants to be a first line player he wants that and they're not letting him have it. So I, I kind of, I, at the same time, I, I agree with the player needs to just shut up and do what he has to do. But at the same time, I see where he's coming from. For Pierre-Luc Dubois, he's playing for a coach who I don't think he likes very much. I think Torts is a very veterans coach. I don't think he's very good yes. with the young guys. And no, he's very defensive-minded. Don't get me wrong. They do very well defensively. But I don't think Pierre-Luc Dubois, an offensive talent, is the guy that's going to be out there blocking shots and doing all that kind of stuff. He wants a little bit of freedom. And Torts doesn't let the young guys have freedom. And I think, to me, I see again... You know, I'm saying, you know, shut up and play your play your position and do what you got to do. But at the same time, I'm like, hell, like, yeah, I get it. Like, get that kid out of there. Let him let him be free. Let him play hockey. Like, he's not meant for that system. You know, I get he's a great hockey player, but he's, he's just not meant for that team. Well, I understand yeah. players wanting to move. When it goes public, that's the problem I have. Like, okay, Liney doesn't want to be there. People know that. Ristolainen doesn't want to be in Buffalo. We Buffalonians know that. Uh, Dubois doesn't want to be in Columbus. We know that. I think that. You know, some are like whether it's a team that leaks it or the player bitching on Twitter or whatever it is, it's it just got to stay internal. Don't I don't think it's good to have the fans know about it. People go, like, oh, my God, you traded Pierre de Luc Dubois. It's like, yeah, you know, it was for the best of our team at the end of the day. You know, it, no, it's, I, I it's, disagree with that. Yeah. Maybe sometimes and, and that's the agents being like, I, OK, let's push the buttons. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think the agents are the ones who really kind of push things over. It's like, you know, we asked for a trade three months ago. Nothing's happened. Well, I'm about to tweet out that my player is not happy. Yep. Yeah, and just to add to a point, you know, when you're talking about tourists, the, the Coyotes, the, talking about an organization that gets a short end of the stick a lot, right? Because they had tourists pull his crap, but they also had Blake Wheeler, who refused yep. to re- even report to them. And look at those. The tourists had upside and potential. Like, he did well with the Coyotes, but if he didn't pull his garbage, right, then – you know, having a Wheeler and a tourist in your team really helped. Like Wheeler would have been that big body center that they were so desperate for, right? So I love Jersey. I, I, I would have totally played for the Yotes. Oh yeah, put those Kachinas on. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, sorry about that, Chris. You were what? Not, what team were you on, by the way? <laughs> oh, I was on. I was. We were just. I'm, apparently, my oh, Buffalo Sabres triggered this. So they were twenty third. Twenty second. I had the. I, again, I don't have faith. I'm sure you guys have these t- this team a lot higher. I don't see it. I've looked at this team. They're a bunch of jerks, and I'm ranking them 22nd. 
Uh, I don't oh. get. I don't. I'm still not buying into Carolina guys. I just maybe when you guys move on to where you have them ranked, you can explain to me why you think they're so good. I don't. Uh, number 21, Nashville. Same thing. Um, I don't. Again, this team. I'm just not seeing it. I think that uh, you know they're just they're just not that good, and I don't think they're going to be in the the top. You know two-thirds of the league so that those are my 25 through 21 vancouver edmonton buffalo carolina and nashville so uh sebastian you're number 20 yeah so for me number 20 barring a trade this is i have buffalo i just i don't think they have enough um they're they're decent i mean they've got a good top line they've got some supporting cast defensively eh, i really wish dalid would really become the guy that people thought he was going to be don't get me wrong he's good but the hype around that kid I think he needs to be a little better. And their goaltending is just, there's no, to me, there's no goaltending there. Um, no. They've got to make a trade. Uh, I mean, you've got to sell, you got to, you got to give off a little bit. I mean, it's got to be draft picks or whatever it is. But I mean, you've got Taylor Hall for one year. Yeah, sure, you can sign back next year or whatever if it goes well. But make a push, get a goalie, and you're not number 20 for me. But I've got them at 20. Uh, number 19, Canucks. Again, great goaltending duo, like you said. Um, probably one of the better half. Uh, just not enough. I mean, Poor, poor Pedersen's up there by himself. I mean, yeah, you got Borhovan, you got yeah. a couple other young guys, but it's just not enough defensively, not enough to me. It's just, I think that they're going to steal some games and they're going to be good, especially the goaltenders. The goaltenders will steal some games, but I don't see them going past 19 is where I have them. Uh, now, for my number 18, I've got the Newark Islanders. Um, I just think there's something wrong with that team. I don't know what it is. They do well, they don't do well. Um, they play a system game, and to me, it's just this year, it's not such a long season where you can wear guys down. You're going to be playing the same team over and over and over again, and a system can be beat. You've got to be able to adapt, and I just don't think with Lou there and how he runs things, I don't think it's going to be enough. So I've got them sitting at 18. Um, number 17, the Rangers. I think they're going to make a big jump to the 17th spot, but I don't think they have quite enough. They have young goaltending. The thing is, if both those goalies have a little bit of trouble um, again, they're young, unexperienced. That's going to hurt them. Um, I just don't think the rookies had enough time. I think Lafreniere is going to have a good season, but I don't think he's going to come out and throw out, you know, Connor McDavid numbers yet. So I just don't don't see them um, making a big of a push as some teams have or some people have them doing. Um, but again, who knows? Uh, they could, but uh, to me, I don't think they'll do it. And then my next team is the Minnesota Wild. Um, I think Stalock is a is a great goalie. Uh, he showed he could be a great goalie. Um, and then their team, I think they've got, they're, they're always a team that doesn't do great. They don't do terrible. They're just a middle team. They need to figure out if they're going to move some pieces to, you know, make the push or if they're going to do a rebuild. To me, I think they need to go to a rebuild because they have such young talent, but you know, I'm not the GM there, so I can't, I can't decide what they're going to do for them. But to me, I just don't, don't think they're going to be anywhere past that midpoint. Right. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree with you on Minnesota. They just always seem to be that middle of the pack team that they'll always just kind of make the playoffs. And yeah, they, either, the they either just do it or just don't. They never they're never at the bottom to get a good draft pick, and they're never at the top to make a big push. So to me, I think you got to hit the reset button with the young talent they have. I agree, and I think honestly that uh, Suter Parise thing set them back uh, a decade. Oh, absolutely. They needed yeah, to. Yeah. They need to eat that cap and, and cut them both. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that that's that's one of the long term ones that's just going to really you know destroy you. And the problem though is it's not even just one contract, right? It's not like you can just all of a sudden <laughs> buy them out. You can't buy out both of them like that. Nope. I don't even know if that's even legal and possible in NHL, right? So, um, yeah. So yeah, that that's that was their downfall because they went all in, but they didn't have enough all in. Like they. What they needed when they did that trade was to hope that all of a sudden a bunch of other key players said, I want to go to Minnesota now, right? Yeah. And that that just did not happen. So um, That's because they're wearing the wrong jersey. If they went back to the North Stars logo, I was wearing my North Stars jersey around today. Like, I walk in the dog and people are like, is that a North Stars jersey? I'm like, yep. So, I mean, I got my John Casey 30 going. But, no, it's uh, – seriously, it's – it's just not it didn't happen for them and they had they had like a two to three year window to make it happen and they just didn't um and honestly they didn't really even get close if i recall <laughs> like they just never they never went far um so you know that said steve do you have uh minnesota around the middle of the pack what's your uh what's your 20 through 16 looking like 
All right. Well, Minnesota was already down on 24 for me. Um, so uh, hitting there at number 20, I've got the Buffalo Sabres. Don't need to expand on it. Goaltending is the issue. Number 19 is the Vancouver Canucks. Um, you know, they, 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 in order for the Canucks to do anything in this division, their goaltending has to be lights out. And they've got some great offensive talent, right? But I don't think they have just enough defense. And, you know, again, question mark, with can, the, can this goaltending tandem really take them where they need to go? Uh, next, the Nashville Predators. You know, it's, it's pretty much been the same team for how many years now, right? They made a yeah. few shakeups, a few pieces, but nothing nothing extraordinary, right? Um, and then number 17 is, for me, are the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think this is – they're in a really, really tough division this year. And, you know, I just think, again, um, they're, they're, they're all going to be speed up and down the ice. I just don't think they've got a physical enough team to grind out this, these type of series together. Even with Crosby on that team, you know, who can always be a game changer, I just don't see it being enough. And then um, let's see here. That is four teams. So squeaking into the playoffs then, Arizona Coyotes at 16. Um, I have enough faith in them in their, what I consider the weakest of the comp or divisions, I should say, to just have enough with their goaltending tandem um, to get in there and, um, you know, they play a pretty defensively, you know, sound game. So, so I got the Coyotes kind of squeaking in there at 16. Yeah, for me, it's, uh, you know, for when I ranked my teams, like I will say there's probably teams ranked like maybe 19th that'll make the playoffs and teams ranked 12th that won't. I mean, it's I'm looking at my teams. I'm probably wrong there, but just based off their divisions, um, so my top 16 doesn't necessarily all make the playoffs and my bottom don't. It's just a matter of where the, I rank them against every other team in the league. And so for me at number 20, I have uh, a lot higher than you guys both have. I have the L.A. Kings um, again, not a playoff contender, but I think they're going to they're going to ruffle feathers. They're just not as bad as um, as I, they got a lot of talent on the team, and I honestly I have faith in not a lot of faith in their goaltending because again I don't I don't expect this team to make the playoffs, but uh, they're just not going to be a rollover team like the other teams in Cali this year. Um, they're going to ruffle feathers, they're going to steal games, uh, but ultimately it's not going to be enough. At number nineteen, I have Calgary. Uh, it's just I don't you know with, with this team it's a, it's it's a it's a decent team. It's got a good build. Uh, I just don't think they have enough in that division um, to really hold their own this season uh, with the with the level of competition they'll be facing. Uh, I'm about to drop a bomb on y'all here. At number 18, I have the Washington Capitals. Uh, they they are like again for me, uh, goaltending is a big deal uh, right now. Samsonov's a good goalie. He's not an excellent goalie. He's got some issues with the handling the puck and the close in the decrease and such. And he's got to, I think he's got to work on that. Um, and then right now they don't really have Anderson as the backup. They kind of have him as a third stringer and they got, you know, Vanasek, I think Vanasek, he started his first game against Buffalo in the second game of the season, played a good game. I just don't think this goaltender duo slash cheer right now is going to be enough um, for Washington Capitals to make it into the playoffs. Again, they could shock me. And this is one of those teams. It, honestly, I'm looking at my teams like t- like this middle-of-the-pack teams are the teams that could be in the playoffs and miss the playoffs. And Washington mm-hmm. could easily make it. I'm not counting them out right now for my statistics, I will. But um, I just think overall against the competition in the league, uh, 18 for Washington Capitals. At 17th, I have the Florida Panthers. Um, again, I don't think their goaltending is going to be as bad uh, as it was last year. I, I have faith in the Florida Panthers goaltending. I don't think they're so bad on offense. I think they're actually pretty decent offensively, defensively speaking. Uh, still bottom half of the league for me, um, but uh, I rank the Florida Panthers at 17th. The bubble team for me, uh, being the middle team in the 31-team division the league, is the Winnipeg Jets. Um, you know, they got a really solid, honestly, that Hellebuck guy seems to be pretty good. Um, he goes down. I don't know what happens to the jets, but they're, they're pretty well built. They're, they're a good team. And, 
you know, one of those teams where I'm not surprised if they make it. I'm not surprised if they missed it. You know, that's going to be one of those teams. At 15th, another Mike, uh, you know, bomb drop on y'all, St. Louis Blues. Uh, you know, top half of the league for me. Oh, wait, we're at 15. Sorry. I should have stopped at the Winnipeg Jets, boys. <laughs> that's okay. Go. Keep going. You're already talking. Right, we'll go. I guess I'll go to my 15. Should I do my 15 through 11 here? Go go for it, man. Yeah, go You're for there. it. All right. All right. So at 15th, I have the St. Louis Blues. Again, top half of the league now. Uh, God, this team, goaltending hurts them. For me, this is where goaltending hurts them. They are such a well-built team. They are so deep. Uh, they got a lot of great players, a lot of good talent, but it's, it's all about that goaltending. What is it? Bennington and Huso? Is it Huso is the backup this year? Um, so for me, that puts St. Louis at 15th. At 14th, I have the Minnesota Wild. I was going to say the North Stars there for a second. Uh, Again, good team. I actually have a lot, a little bit more faith in their goaltending duo because I think if one goes down, they're pretty equivalent goalies. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, Minnesota uh, is good enough to be in the 14th slot. 13th, uh, Philadelphia Flyers. A lot of people have faith that they're top five team. I don't. Uh, I think they'll make the playoffs. Um, they, they seem decent. Uh, you know, I have a couple guys from my uh, fantasy team on this team. Uh, which you guys definitely pointed out in a previous podcast, and and honestly, connecting man, man, he's he's making me happy. He's like my top point getter right now. But uh, I rank filled off right now at, at 13th. Uh, again, Hart's a young goalie. Let's see how he does. Uh, at number 12, another little bit of a shocker here: the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they're a good team. Uh, they got little mini issues here and there, and me, I maybe I'm harder on my own teams. I swear to God. Um, but I, I put the Vegas Golden Knights here in 12 um, because yeah, that's where I see them. And at number 11, I ranked this team higher than either of you, uh, Arizona Coyotes. Um, I think, you know, they're underrated. Their goaltending duo is just stupid. Like, what a sick goaltending duo. It's a completely underrated goalie duo. And honestly, goalies win cups. Goalies win gold medals. Goalies win tournaments. Goalies win everything. Goalies win girls. So, or guys, depending on what people want. Uh, goalies are like, hey, like right, you, Sebastian. Your goalie got you. Your goalie got you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, what can I say? She stole my heart. She made a big glove save. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Goalies, goalies, uh, goalies win. So Arizona, they're people kind of slam on the way that the team. Uh, again, I just think Arizona always gets the short end of the stick. It's like the the poke fun team in the national hockey league, but you look at the way this team's built right now, they've got a lot of really good young talent as forwards. Um, their first line's weak compared to the rest of the league. But when you look at depth of the rest of their forwards, probably top half of the league defensive core right here. Um, you know, barring injuries because those happen. Uh, I think they're a pretty decent team. And you put that, you put the confidence in these type of players with that goaltending duo, watch out for the coyotes. Um, so yeah, that's Don't my fifth eleven. The jerseys oh, and also make them play better, except for those retro ones. Those are god awful. <laughs> yeah, those, those, like those are beautiful. <laughs> I I own one and I love it. I do you use it as a garbage dispenser? Like what is it used for? <laughs> I love the maroon man. That maroon howling coyote. I love the black one with the running coyote. I like those are sick jerseys. Like the coyotes got some of the best jerseys in the league, which if anyone hears previous podcasts, you know, I rank them pretty high in my North American professional, uh, hockey jerseys. But, uh, uh, Steve, since we'll probably reverse on this one, uh, where do you rank your 15 or yeah, 15 through 11? All right. 15, the Winnipeg jets team has been consistently together with Hellebuck in that, uh, they're in that tough North division. So I see them, you know, squeaking into the playoffs here. Uh, number 14, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the team that just never goes away. They just grind teams down. They were in a playoff picture early on last year, and it's just their system play. Um, you know, the Dubois situation can be, you know, distracting, but I think that's going to get settled sooner than later. Um, number 13, I got the St. Louis Blues. Um, you know, we'll see how Bennington does this year, right? Because there's a lot riding on him. He has to be lights out. They've got a you know, they've got a good team in front of them. There's no ends about that, but he's got to be really good. At number 12, I've got the Calgary Flames. I have a ton of confidence in their goaltending. They are a really hardworking team, you know, constantly in your face, constantly grinding away. Those Kachucks are a pain in the ass, a talented family, right? 
Um, so I got them at 12. At number 11, I've got the Boston Bruins. Um, again, super tough. <laughs> yeah, this is that division, right? This one's killer. So okay. anybody can fall. And it's not going to be many points separating these guys, right? I just think there's a few other teams that have an edge on the Bruins this year. Um, you know, we'll see. Again, for them, it's going to come down to their big that big three line of theirs. And how well the Rask, how how good to the Rask, you know, performs. So there's my 15 through 11. All right, Sebastian. All right, so for me at 15, I got the Jackets. Um, I think they just play very well defensively. Um, however, I don't have them going any further than that. I just don't. I just think towards times over in the NHL. Um, I think they've got the the trade me issue going on right now, and I just to me, I think that's just too much of a distraction. I agree with that. So I think they'll be sitting at 15. I don't think they'll be going any further. Um, at 14, I got the Flames. Um, to me, they got Markstrom, which finally gives them a little bit something, you know, in, in the crease. But they're just, I don't think they're deep enough. Um, you know, Giordano's getting up there in age. Um, I don't think he's performing the way he used to and the way they think. I think he, they still believe he does. But uh, to me, they, they're at 14. Uh, they'll still be good, but they just won't be great. Uh, at 13, I actually have the Preds. Um, I think Saros will take the net this year as a starting goalie, and I don't think Pecorini is a, a bad option as a backup goalie. Uh, yes, they lost some players this year. They haven't really added any. At the same time, I think they have so much talent just locked up, and for some reason it hasn't clicked. And I'm just really hoping this year for them it really bursts out with a short season. I hope it really helps out some of the older guys they have on that team. they got some great defensemen. Um, so I see them going at 13. Um, at number 12, I've got Washington. Uh, I think they... They're built well. Um, I think Zdenichar will help a little bit on leadership-wise. I don't think he'll really help as a defenseman. Uh, to me, I think if he wasn't as tall as he is, he'd be out of the NHL by now. Um, I just don't think he's got enough for them. Uh, again, goaltending, you know, the Brian Anderson as that third goalie. Um, as, as a sense fan watching Anderson the last few years, I think Anderson's done. He's just kind of stretching as, as far as he can. But uh, so that's where I've got them sitting. And at 11, I've got Boston. Um yeah, they've got some aging goalies there, um, which could be an issue. Um, they've got some injuries right now with guys, uh, you know, having surgery. But I think Boston usually comes back when it counts, and I think that they'll bounce in and they'll they'll squeak in at eleven there. Alrighty, um, yeah. So both of you ranked Boston at eleven, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's gonna be interesting moving forward here, uh, Sebastian. We're gonna actually go back right back to you here. Uh, your top. 10 through 6. So there's a six, five teams that crack your top 10. So number 10, um, and of course, like I said in an earlier podcast, COVID can change absolutely everything. I had Dallas. Um, if they ever get to play a game, maybe they'll be able to finish at 10. Um, <laughs> but for me, I think that they're still built well. They've got great, I think they've got great goaltending. Um, they've got some young guys who showed up last year in the playoffs. They've got some, some vets who really want it. Uh, so to me, I think they finish at 10. At nine, I got the Habs. Um, I think this year, Carey's going to have an unreal season, and he's going to really help them carry them. They've got some young guys there. They've got some vets there. I think they've got a good mix of guys. Uh, they brought Jake Allen as a backup goal, which I think was a great move. Uh, so to me, I think they finished in the top ten. At number eight, I got the Oilers. Um, I think Koskinen is going to be given the crease this year, and he's going to run with it. Yeah, Smith is there, but I just don't see Smith as a starting goalie anymore. And I think Koskinen was great. Before he came to the NHL, he's had some up and down, up and down. But I think this year he finally puts it together. Um, and I think the Oilers, with the offense they have, uh, I still think they're going to finish in the top ten at number eight. At number hey, seven. So, so Sebastian, I'm going to jump in there. Yeah. Uh, Mike Smith is on long-term injury. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I think, to me, yeah. even if he wasn't, I think they would have gave him in the net. I think it, it's for them. It's Oh, yeah. No, you know, I think there's a voice. Yeah. We're a week into yeah. the season now. We're like, uh, there's a lot of things. Like, I've seen guys who are already now that, like, what is it? Ekam Lars? Ekam Larson's boy. out for yeah. three to four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That so, would, I mean, that, that, really hurt that them, hurts yeah. my dream. That hurts my uh, fantasy team. And, uh, you know, he's, God, he's a, such a good defenseman. But go ahead. Sorry. Edmonton. Uh, <laughs> no, for, and then for seven, I got the Canes. Uh, I think they're just built well. They're, they're, they've got, like I said, they have Chachek, which is, you know, he's a vet. They've got the young guys. Uh, Aho is just phenomenal. Snatchikov is phenomenal. Uh, they've got a, I think they've got a good goaltending duo. Uh, they always seem to have one of them hot. Always seems to be. I don't know if it's just like the luck of the Canes. I mean, they had David Ayers who played hot for them. So, I mean, I think something about their crease is magical. 
Uh, so to me, and I think their defense, their defense is just so deep, even like going into their AHL team. I just think that they've, they've built it from the back end. I mean, the goalies, I think, could be better, but they've got a good tandem. But they built it from the back end up, and the up is still very good. So to me, I've got them at seven. They always seem to be around. Um, they're surging. I think they're going to keep surging on to number seven. And then to my number five, I actually got the Blues. Um, like you said, is this number six? You mean? Uh, yeah, sorry, I, I meant number six. Sorry, I have the I have the, the Blues. Um, okay. I think um, I think you said that they're built. They're built. Uh, they're built deep. Yeah, they lost Petrangelo, but they added Tori Krug, which is a different player. Um, I just think that he's going to add a little bit more offense where they weren't really getting from Petrangelo. Yeah, he was good, but I think Tori Krug just jumps up more into the the play. Uh, Jordan Bington has to have a great season for this to happen. Uh, if he gets injured or has a you know an off year, I think they could fall right down to the twenties. But to me, right now, they are sitting at six. Okay. All right, uh, Steve, you're uh, you're ten through six. At number ten, I've got the Dallas Stars, who are a still a mystery team because they have not played the game yet. Um, <laughs> Well, this so, is the preseason prediction. So yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just laughing into this. There's still preseason. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah there's exactly a good call, Sebastian. Uh, yeah, there's still way preseason right now, but it sounds a bit so. Um, could have a strong showing, you know. Um, again, they've got a good goaltending tandem. If Bishop stays, you know, healthy, uh, Hudobin is going to get them wins, but I don't know if he's the starter, who their backup's going to be, and if that's going to be enough to drive them. Um, I got the Carolina Hurricanes. I've watched them play. They play. They've got two of the most dynamic young players in the league, and they're just an, a come at you hockey team. Like they just hit you in waves and waves and waves of speed. I'm listening to uh, both you and Sebastian on the Carolina Hurricanes, and I'm just not buying it. Maybe you guys will be right. You know, two on one here, but uh, I'm just not buying into the Carolina Hurricanes hype. Yep. And then number eight, the Washington Capitals. <clears throat> I think they're still going to be hanging around there. They still got a really solid team that's been together for a long time. So I think that's one of the biggest driving, uh, you know, features there. Um, and then Philadelphia Flyers sitting at number seven, <clears throat> really good team that can change up their game. Like they did it to the Habs in the playoffs where uh, when they were playing run and gun, the Habs had a little bit more step on them, but they had the ability to do that, but they can play a really good shutdown defensive style game and heart and net is, is lights up. They got a good tandem. And sitting at number six, I've got the Vegas Golden Knights. Man, there's not much to say about the Knights. The only thing I would have done differently as the Vegas Golden Knights in the offseason is I would have been targeting a goal scorer. I would have absolutely went after one of the other goal scorers after to have, you know, complete threats on every single one of their lines. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my that's my uh, ten th- or nine through five or ten through five, sorry. Ten, or six, I should say. Six. I'll get it eventually here. Nice. <laughs> We're all messed up right now. Five and six We're is all really tight. great for us. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. My number 10, I got the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, basically everything you guys said. I really don't need to dive any deeper on the <laughs> on the Blue Jackets at this point. Um, like I said, they're my number 10. And number nine, I have the New York Islanders. I think that they're – I'm honestly, I have a lot of faith in Barley and Sorokin. Um, I have a lot of faith in this, this, the core of this team. Uh, a lot of them have been a wa- around for a while. They've got some good young new people in there. And I, I have a feeling that they're going to be a little bit of a shocker this year at number nine, uh, number eight, I have Dallas. So you both ranked them, I think at 10, um, yeah. I have them a little bit higher, but, uh, yeah, n- again, none of us, have, we haven't seen them play, but watching them play last year and seeing how this team's built and their goaltending duo, if, if Bishop stays healthy, um, that's a good goaltending duo. Um, I think ultimately this is a, a team to be scared, uh, of this year. And number seven, I have the Toronto Maple Leafs goaltending hurts this team. They are, they have, I think they have all the right players in almost all the right places, but man, goaltending, I don't, I don't have faith in goal. I, I'm not on TSN, so I'm not going to pump this team up as number one or number seven. Uh, and number six, I have the Montreal Canadiens. Great goaltending duo. This is what I think edges them out over Toronto easily. They've got a lot of good talent. They're going to be an exciting team this year. I think they've added pieces this offseason, which, um, you know, benefit uh, how I think the team's going to impact a northern division. And uh, they're my number six. So number five, we're going to do our top five teams. We're going to have some mic drop moments. 
Sebastian, your top five. So at number five, I've got Philly. I'm all in Carter Hart. Um, that team loves him. They play for him. Uh, that team is built great. Um, I think they're made for a shortened season. They're gonna be rough to play against. Um, they're gonna they're gonna smash you. They're gonna score some goals, and I think that they're gonna finish in the top five. Number four, I've got the Leafs. Um, I think that for them, uh, they've got some, they finally got some good defensemen. Nothing amazing, but you know they've got Jake Muzzin back there, which you know adds support to to the young guys. Um, they got Jumbo Joe. I don't think he's a top line center or top line forward like they have him uh, ranked, but uh, I think he's there to be a veteran. I think he's really going to help those guys. Uh, and then at number three, I've actually got Tampa. Um, the reason why I have Tampa there is, yeah, they're they're you know they're coming off a Stanley Cup win, uh, but they're missing Kucherov. Uh, yeah, Stamkos is back, but Stamkos hasn't really had a full season in a while where he's really proven it. Um, I'm just not buying. I still think they're a top three team. I just don't think that they're the number one. Uh, and actually, recently, I did make a little switch uh, within the last week, just with having conversations and thinking about it. Number two, I've got the Avs. Um, they are built phenomenally. They've they've got scoring. You know, they've got defense. But I'm just not just not buying their goal tank, uh, tandem to be number one. Um, they've got some good goalies, but I just don't. If something happens to one of them, I just don't think they're ready for that. Um, to me, you know, they're they're really good. They're going to make a play. I think they're going to they make a big push through the season into the playoffs. But I just think they need an actual number one goaltender uh, who can really push them up. And I'm, I was really surprised that they didn't make a push in the off season. But uh, I guess they're comfortable with who they have. And at number one, I have the Knights. Um, I think they're they're just they're just built differently. Um, you know, having two number one goalies basically, uh, having you know the. Re- 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 I can't even say the word. Um, they basically have uh, Scott Niedermeyer 2.0 back there playing defense. You know, they added Petrangelo. Um, you know, Stone. They you know they just recently named him captain. But I think he he's well deserving. Um, I think they're just built to win, and I think they're built to win now. So I think they're number one for me. All right, All right. Uh, Steve, your top five coming in at number five are the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I don't think they'll have the goaltending to drive them up any higher. Um, Because Anderson's been, you know, that up-and-down type of goalie. But they've got a dynamic offense and pretty solid defense. Uh, Number four, uh, Sebastian's not going to agree with me on this one, but the New York Islanders, um, they they just just got a very, very solid team, in my opinion. They play really well together, you know, so they just keep coming at you. Uh, next are my Montreal Canadiens at three. They they added enough in this offseason. You know, Allen has a backup for Carey Price, so you've got a really solid backup. So it takes the pressure off of Price. Um, their defense, in my opinion, is one of the best in the league. And, you know, with the sparks that Suzuki, Kakaniemi, and the younger players showed in the offseason, and with their acquisitions up front, you know, to Foley and Anderson, um, I just think that's enough to push the Habs to really shock the hell out of a lot of people this season. Number two, I've got the Tampa Bay Lightning. Not much needed to explain there. Um, you know, still a really deb, you know solid team. And number one, I've got those Colorado Avalanche. I just think Nate McKinnon's that type of guy now that can take this team on his back and push him through a lot of games. They've, they've got a really scary team. So those are my top five. But All just, right, just a quick question. Yeah. Can you order the Montreal Canadian Kool-Aid on Amazon, or does that have to come to the Montreal <laughs> Canadians themselves? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's, I, I think if you find that, it's right beside the Ottawa Senators man ponds. Uh, so just uh, <laughs> let, just, just, just let, let me know when you, if you're having trouble finding those. I'll point them out to you. Yeah, for sure. I'll just go find Father Time to let your defense be the best in the league. <laughs> Roman Rome, Rome us. Romanov says you need the heavy flow day ones, buddy. But anyway, <laughs> well, if you guys, if you guys are about to blast on each other for this, wait till I drop my number five on you. Uh, you know, speaking of father time, but my number five is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I know, I just think that they're. I mean, this is not a team that you can say, oh, they're underestimated. But I think just based off the way that they're still built, 
Um, I think that they are technically underestimated. Yes, they do have the Crosby and the Malkin, and everyone knows about them. But you look at the pieces they put around Crosby and Malkin. Like you look at like I think Crosby's playing on the line with Gensel and Rodriguez. I, Rodriguez is a perfect pairing. Me as a Buffalo Sabres fan, I'm extremely familiar with Rodriguez. I think he's going to be a fantastic line mate for Crosby. And of course, Gensel, like Malkin, you know, they pair him up with Zucker and Russ. I think that's just, again, just an excellent pairing for Malkin. Uh, I just think that those two players really complement a, a, a player like Malkin's status and stuff and, and, and his playing ability. Um, I just think, and then of course you got guys like, you know, Tana McCann, Joukowsky and, and all those guys. Uh, and then, and then offensively speak or not offensively, defensively speaking, uh, I got, you know, uh, Provorov down there and Myers and Hag and Gustafson. I just think that this team's underrated. Now, goaltending for me is a not weak. Uh, you know, Jari is, you know, a good goalie. I think the, you know, the Smith and Jari, right. Are their pairing. And I think yeah. me and Steve were talking about them weeks ago. And I really looked into him cause I didn't have any faith in this pairing. I, I I like him. I think that this is a good pairing, and I think that this is a team that it shouldn't be a shocker, but I think it's going to be a shocker. I think Pittsburgh's not going to be as bad as people may project Pittsburgh to be. I have a lot of faith in the Pittsburgh Penguins this year. Number four, here we go, New York Rangers. I yeah. I think that this young core is they have enough of the young veteran presence because they don't have any real veterans. They have maybe one and I really don't count. Was it Jack Jones? I think is he on the Rangers now? I don't really count him as a veteran. He is, but, but I just think that this team has so much young talent. So this is going to be one of those teams where I think they're so underrated. I think this team's going to find itself for a couple weeks. And then when it finds itself, it's just going to start lighting people up because these kids in a shortened season are just going to find this way to mesh. It's kind of like a, like a bubble slash um, tournament mentality. I think the Rangers are going to shock some teams and I think they're going to be that good. Uh, I agree with you guys at Tampa Bay. I think um, uh, Sebastian, you had him at three and, and Steve, you had him at two Tampa Bay for me is ranked third. Uh, nothing else to say about this team. You guys said it all for me. Number two, again, with Sebastian, I'm, I'm ranking Colorado. Number two, again, nothing else to say about this team. They're so where you guys both rank the team 11th. I rank them. Number one, the Bruins, the goaltending duo this team has combined with the talent that they still possess. I, I can't, I can't shame them on anything. I, I look at the ways this team, like maybe their fourth line is a little bit weak and compared to other teams, fourth lines, maybe, but we're talking fourth line. This team is good. And I think they're going to, I hate it. I really hate putting the Bruins number one, but I put the Bruins number one. So, um, but what, any shockers for anyone on this one, as we wrap it up, we probably want to wrap this up in just about two minutes, y'all, but I'm still um, catching flies about that Boston number one. Yeah. Same, same here. I'm, I went, I, that's when I, I look at that and go, I don't see it happening. Like, I want to apologize about the Father Time comic because Boston's the one who needs him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just uh, watch him. Watch him this year. Uh, outside of any COVID issues happening or major injuries, this team's going to finish best in the league. I don't pick them the, to win the Does a cup. major injury count as their goalie waking up in the morning and breaking their hip? Just from being old? <laughs> Okay, you're talking to a couple older guys here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two old tendies here. Like, let's slow it down there, chum. Hey, I'm I'm just being honest here, okay? <laughs> no, honestly, watch watch for the Bruins this year. Like I said, I think they're going to um they're going to be the best. I think coming out of the regular season, they're going to be the best team in the National Hockey League. But I also think that's going to be their downfall in the playoffs. I'm just putting that out there. So anyone that wants to hear what I think is going to happen to Boston in the playoffs, what Sebastian's going to think is happening to Grandpa Bruins, and who you know it's Steve's Steve's absolute passion and bias towards his Montreal Canadiens, let's see where we think these teams are going to finish in the playoffs. And so if you want to hear where we think teams are going to finish in the playoffs, definitely listen later this week. Look for us on Twitter, and uh, you know we'll tell you where we think these teams are going to finish, and we're going to tell you who we think are going to not only going to play in each round, who's going to win each round, but who. We all going to call at the beginning of the season who our Stanley Cup winners are. Uh, so boys, I'll, make you, I'll make you a guarantee here. If Boston finishes number one, I will send you a bottle of Canadian whiskey. Well, I got to pick the most expensive Canadian whiskey I can. Wow, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say you were picking. Come on now. I'm a <laughs> oh, come on. Here. I can buy Canadian he's, whiskey here. He's going to send you some Canada Club there, buddy. 
<laughs> you know, oh, no, I'll, I'll find a nice bottle. Don't worry. No, you know what's actually really good whiskey. And we don't have eight dollar bottles over here in Canada. It's like the eight dollar bottles, like the sixty dollar bottle. Yeah, exactly. It. Chris has not shopped for alcohol in Canada too often. Yeah, you don't want to. I shopped at the beer store and LCBO. I lived out of those, but you guys now have actually expanded beyond them, from what I've heard. But you know, I will tell you that uh, I think. Wayne Gretchen is about as overrated as his wine, so that'll be a whole nother podcast. I just want to trigger a couple Canadians right there. But I think my triggering right there is a great place to wrap this. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's, that's not a trigger. That's just cold envy. You tell him, Wayne. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, no, I think, uh, hey, guys, do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? You know, who's the smartest one in the group? Let us know. Like, who, who do you think made the stupidest decisions? Who made the best decisions? Who do you agree with? Who do you don't agree with? Let us know. Chime in on Twitter and let us know what you think about this podcast. But this was Chris, Steven, Sebastian. Boys, say goodbye. Have a great one, guys. Yeah, have a good one. And we'll catch you next time.